0: Your boy BC, and it's bonus time on the State of Combat podcast on CBS Sports. Little MMA edition of the bonus chats, the interview special. Your boy, the Brian Campbell coming at you. What do we have for you this Saturday, UFC 234? If you listened to the regular MMA edition featuring Brandon Wise as myself, we got you fired up this week for what should be a good card with two sexy middleweight matchups atop the marquee, down under Melbourne, Australia. Well, now we've got the four participants involved. It's some bonus chance you simply won't want to miss. Yes, it's sponsored, underwritten, and brought to you, of course, by that performance-enhancing audio. And, of course, you know I want you to get out there and, let's say, pay it forward with a five-star review if you like what you hear today. But what do we have today? The four most important names at UFC 234. As middleweight champion, Robert Whittaker stops by to explain why he's just a regular guy. Call him Bobby Knuckles if you want. But that's not what he identifies with. Robert Whittaker, as normal a dude as one can imagine, he just so happens to be on fire at the moment. One of the pound-for-pound best fighters. Headlining a card Saturday in his own backyard. We're, of course, also going to chat with his opponent, Kelvin Gastelum, the former Ultimate Fighter winner. Tells a little uh, old-school bounty hunting stories for Gastelum. Tells you why he doesn't need a nickname and why he plans to ruin the UFC's best-laid plans for Saturday night and beyond. And not just an upset win over Robert Whitaker, but ruining what could be an all-oceanic showdown moving forward for Whitaker advances out of Australia and, of course, New Zealand's Israel, Adesanya, one of the biggest... Stars, red hot on the rise in the sport. Yeah, BC talked to him too. You're going to hear a colorful, as always, chat with the last style bender ahead of Saturday's bout against the legend himself, Anderson Silva. And then we come right back to you with the spider reliving the biggest moments of his career and asking Andy Andy Silva straight up, can you do this again? Do you have another trick up your sleeve on the level of defeating Israel Adesanya, a lot of good stuff to come this Saturday, a lot of good stuff to come in this show, in these four chats coming your way. Before we get to that, a little word from our friends and sponsors for you to enjoy. On the back end, of course, get ready for some combat audio. Fierce, exciting, fun, entertaining, all of the above. It's Whitaker, it's Gastelum, it's Adesanya and Silva. And then on the back end, we out, coming right up. Enjoy. Uh, Let me start off right here. How can you best describe what going 10 rounds in a row with Yoel Romero feels like? Uh, Pain in (laughs) the (laughs) ass. I mean, it was a successful pain in the ass, but I can only imagine.
1: Yeah, no, it was a hard, hard fight. Definitely, uh, both were hard fights. You know, hard fought, hard won.
0: What'd you learn about yourself through those two fights?
1: Um, that I'm not going away. You know, he, he gave me, he had 10 rounds to to, to, to do his best, and uh, I still came out on top. You know, I'm as tough, I'm a, I'm a tough as they come. <laughs>
0: No, we learned that full well. I mean, both fights, you had had to sit out a little bit to rest up from injuries, but you certainly proved yourself. Now, you learned a lot about yourself in that process, but you just went through a little bit different process, and that's coaching against Kelvin Gastelum in the ultimate fighter. Obviously, you weren't weren't rolling around and sparring with each other, but you had some moments on camera. What would you learn from that process, if anything, that you can take into the cage with you?
1: Uh I didn't learn anything to be honest.
0: <laughs> Is there something about uh Kelvin's demeanor? Did you end up liking the guy? How did that process go?
1: Um, he's a he's a respectful guy. You know, I say that his hair he said out of mine, and uh honestly that's all I could have asked for.
0: Are you uh, I mean you're a pretty uh Straight and a pretty straight guy from the standpoint that you don't mess around with things like trash talker or, or getting yourself fired up through anger to fight somebody. Has it always been that way? Always been easy to separate the personal from business?
1: Yeah, that's kind of how I am. I uh, Yeah, that's just who I am. I, I've never never been big on the whole letting your emotions get in get in the way of doing what you need to do.
0: All right, let's break down this fight from a tactical standpoint. Betting, the, the odds makers are liking you in this one. A lot of the critics the same way. How live of an underdog is Kelvin Gastelum in your eyes?
1: He's not an, under, an underdog at all. He's, he's probably one of the most dangerous opponents I've fought. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm going in this into this fight knowing full well how dangerous he is.
0: What, is it, what would you say he does best? What's, what's the biggest strength he brings to the table?
1: He's got pop in his left, and he's very well-rounded. He's young, tough, and hungry. You know, that's that's a dangerous mix.
0: (laughs) You know, this is obviously going to be a big night for the middleweight division on Saturday night. What are your thoughts on this co-main event bout between Silva and Adesanya?
2: Yeah,
1: I think it's going to be a great fight. Uh, I'm very very interested in watching to see how, how it unfolds.
0: Do you have a prediction, or is there a certain fighter, if they win, that's better for you?
1: No, I just, it is, yeah, I'm just gonna sit on the fence and watch.
0: If you were, if you were a betting man, who do you like here? Come on, I know you like one over the other.
1: Um, I think, I think Adesanya would have been a hard fight for Anderson Silva in, in, in his prime. And Anderson Silva, safe to say that he's not in his prime anymore.
0: You know, talk to me about the, the, the sort of culture going on right now, the fight culture in Australia and New Zealand. For someone from the US like me, who who doesn't isn't on the ground and can feel this? What, what's the what's the the fan swell like? What's the reaction right now to the sport and the fact that we have both Robert Whitaker and Israel Adesanya as two of the rising guys in this in in all of UFC? Yeah,
1: Australian Mixed martial artists are just coming out of the woodworks now, and it is great. You know, we we've always loved fighting in, in our countries, and um, yeah, you know, it, it is just blowing out of control.
0: I mean, are you at a point where you're walking around going to the grocery store? It, it, it's like the it's like a rock star, it's like the Beatles. You you need you need to take to take cover.
1: Nah, it's not that bad, <laughs> not at all.
0: <laughs> how much are you hearing though in your travels uh, about how much the fans seem to want the idea of this all oceanic showdown? The idea of you and Adesanya for not just the keys to the middleweight division, but we're talking about becoming the number one guy. You know, in terms of who's got next in the sport, potentially.
1: No idea. No idea. I, I haven't given it any thought. You know, I think I think I need to give Kelvin the respect he deserves and just focus on him.
0: All right. I've seen a little back and forth between you and Israel. Hi, him, a little trash talk saying he's the reason why this card is sold out so quick, why it could move so much product. Did that get under your skin at all?
1: Not at all. Thank you.
0: All right. Just uh, just like that, it's it's that easy. But uh, wh- what do you feel from your standpoint? You're the headliner here, the champion. You're you're coming back to your home country. What's at stake for you in this fight from a business standpoint? From the idea of being a pay per view a side moving forward.
1: Uh, I'm I'm absolutely ecstatic to to be able to headline a card and and defend my belt here at, here at home. It, uh, it's a milestone. It's a, it's a huge milestone for me. And, uh, you know, I'm making, I'm making history.
0: (laughs) Do you feel that pressure though that it's like UFC's always, always in search of stars, right? You know, you can never get enough of the guys who can move product on a level of a Conor McGregor or or a Ronda Rousey before him. Do you feel that kind of pressure that, oh, I gotta sell a, a certain amount for this card so I can enter that category?
1: Uh, No, I I don't because, um, you know, every fight's hard. There's enough pressures involved in mixed martial arts and and fighting as it is. So uh, I I am very comfortable with being who I am and going in there and doing what I do.
0: All right. Well, it seems like uh, Robert Whitaker, great guy, but people are trying to put nicknames on you left and right. This Bobby Knuckles thing is trying to follow you around. You down with this?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is what it is. I, uh, you know, um, if everyone wants to call me that, they can. Like, I can't control people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, do you like it? Is it a problem at all?
1: No, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. I won't be changing my official nickname, but um, it's not bad.
0: All right, all right. Now, talk to me a little bit about Australian culture. Here, we saw another UFC fighter, uh, Tui Vasa, uh, rock out with the shoey, and then the more I ask my. Uh, my listeners of my MMA podcast from down under, they say some gross things can be put in a shoe and your people will just drink that up. You part of this? Are you down with the shoey?
1: No, it's gross. And I think, I think throwing all of us as in your people. <laughs> do it is is wrong. We, we we don't all do it. Only only a select few. You're
0: right. You, you people has always been a horrible phrase to use. I take that back to all to all the great people of Australia and beyond. What's going on here? People spitting and choose. I'm glad to hear that the great Bobby Knuckles is like. I got to draw the line somewhere here. All right, folks.
1: No, no, it's gross. Never will. Never have.
0: Love it. Love it. All right. You when you made the switch to middleweight. You just took off. You started to reach your potential, and then some. You're eight and zero. You're the champion. Did anything change other than the idea that it's just easier to make this weight?
1: That's it. Well, with the with the easier weight cuts came like a, a different mentality during camp. It wasn't about just burning through calories, trying to lose weight. It was about trying to get better. And you know, once I did that, it was I, I, I was much better.
0: How were you able to, to advance so quickly in the mental game? Because we see a lot of guys, you know, come up the ranks and they look really good. They look like you. And then, you know, you suffer a loss here and there. How are you able to enter fights against the Jacare's, against the Yoel Romero's, and just stay so mentally tough?
1: It's like, um, it's just who I am. I have a great team, a great family, and they, uh, they support me unconditionally. So um, I don't, I don't put a lot of weight or value into into the outcomes of the fights. I put a lot of weight into the training leading into the fights and the training that I'll do afterwards.
0: All right, well, you put together these wins, people start talking about you, and now, you know, or maybe not now, maybe, you know, after the first Romero fight, certainly after the second one, you're a pound-for-pound pound respected guy. I, I see a lot of lists. You're four, five, six. I mean... To us nerds in the journalism game, that's that's currency. That's how we rank the guys. How much do you get into that business where you say, "Hey, maybe I win two or three more. That I'm considered the best in the world."
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't put any weight into it. To be honest, I uh, I don't even think about it.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Look, yeah, you're a solid guy. I can't crack you here. you you come. You know, it's not personal. It's business. You go in there to win fights and go home with the family. Is it that easy?
1: Yeah, that's it's just who I am.
0: <laughs> All right, tell me this then. When did you first know this was a profession for you? This was something you could do. That, that, that you had that it factor to go to to be a UFC champion.
1: Uh, you know, I didn't I didn't think I could become the champion until I don't know. Well, well, well into into my way run, so. Um, yeah, I, I I've always known I, I could fight. Since the earliest days, I knew I could fight, but uh, I didn't really make I- ideas of making this a career until much later in my career. Once it had already happened, more or less.
0: So, are you as in awe of your success as as the as some of the fans, some of the critics?
1: Uh, no. You know, I I I don't I don't put a lot of weight into it because. Uh, I, I need to, um, you know, I need to take ten I, I need to realise that I'm not, I'm not special. I'm just good at a particular skill set, and um, yeah, that's it.
0: What keeps you so humble?
1: One is it's just reinforcing the fact that what exactly what I just said. You know, I'm not doing anything special. People just like watching me throw down, which is which is great. You know, I'm particularly good at it. But uh, another thing is, it's like. I take a I take a wider perspective on things, you know. Like uh, with my family, for instance, my sons do not give a crap that uh, <laughs> I'm I'm the champ or that I fight or anything. You know, they just want ice blocks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, you know when you start looking into it like that, it, you realize like it doesn't really matter.
0: <laughs> I, I love it. I, I love to hear you break it down like that. So with that mindset intact. What kind of goals do you have that go beyond Kelvin Gastelum? You know, what, what, what does motivate you? If it's not the fame, if it's maybe not the money, is it the idea of setting a title defense record? What, what is it in the back of your mind that's pushing you?
1: This is what I do. This is my path. This is who I am. It's, um, yeah, it's just, it's just as simple as that. It is just who I am.
0: I love it. I love it. Don't, don't, don't be anybody you're not. Don't be Bobby Knuckles if you're not Bobby Knuckles. Be Robert Whitaker because you're doing pretty damn well as Robert Whitaker. All right, <laughs> let me close on this. I think this fight is going to be a lot better than people realize. What's it going to look like in there? Is it going to be bombs away? What's Whitaker gastelum going to play out like?
1: Um, I think we're going to feel for each other, but he's going to try and put me away. He has to. It's the only way he'll win. He's going to try and get in, close the gap, and land his left. He has to. Um, but I'm quick. I move and um, you know, I hit pretty hard myself. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see.
0: And the hero, the, the legacy of the great Robert Whitaker will continue. Hey, do you ever bro out with Jeff Horn? I cover a lot of boxing too. This guy, Jeff Horn, came out of nowhere, became an Australian star. I feel like you guys could hang out a little bit here.
1: <laughs> no, never met him.
0: <laughs> All right. Hey, Robert, great talking to you, buddy. Best of luck. Keep the focus, keep the straight and narrow. You're doing great. Take care.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: this look you came on the scene 2013 tough middleweight champion i'm sure you had big dreams and goals five years later when you consider the path that it took for you to get here how close is that in what you envisioned in your head um
3: shoot not even close (laughs) um just because you know you dream of 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 one day getting to this point and, and and it being a big deal and having all these emotions and but uh it's not quite like i thought it would be you know i i've had some pretty big fights in my career and it kind of just feels like that it feels like a big fight obviously uh but i've been in this position before you know i i've traveled to other countries before i've fought against that countrymen that i fought in the country of and uh i've been in this position so i it feels all too familiar um And this is just another one. This is just another one. You know, what I do in the octagon is what I do every day. And and I think the belt will just be the consequence.
0: Well, this journey has, you know, featured two different divisions, a couple losses from you that you've bounced back from. What's the biggest thing you learned? Because I know when you're coming out of tough all on fire, thinking you're going to package wins together and get a title shot, you, you got to go backwards to go forwards in a lot of ways. So, what'd you learn from your losses on the road to this title shot that that most of, has has most affected you?
3: Yeah, well, it's 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 a lot to it's. There's a lot to learn from your losses, you know. And each loss um, molded me in a different way, and I feel like um, I needed those things to happen for for those for me to be able to mold myself into the person that I am now and to be able to receive this uh fight now. You know, um when, you know, like you said, when you win the ultimate fighter I expect to stack a couple wins together and get a title shot and, and it'd be a a fairy tale ending, but it really quite wasn't like that, was it? Uh my life has been pretty public since I won the Ultimate Fighter. My my lows, my highs have been pretty public, so uh it's just a matter of learning from those and, 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 and getting the good experiences, the bad experiences, and, and putting them all together. And here we are now fighting for the middleweight world title. Um, I just feel like those setbacks have have molded me into the person I am now. And I feel like now is the time that I'm mature enough to, to be able to handle these things. I'm mature enough to be able to make the right decisions now. and And now is the time.
0: Absolutely, and look, obviously the the two middleweight f- fights this Saturday in Australia top this card are, are incredibly sexy. But I think a lot of people are already jumping the gun and saying, "Hey, man, can you imagine what Whitaker Adesanya is going to look like if they both win?" What do you What do you feel when you hear that? And and are you hearing that? Are you hearing people already putting the win next to champion Robert Whitaker's column?
3: Yeah, I see a lot of people writing me out and. Man, this is this is not the last time nor the first or the, this is not the first time nor the last time that it'll happen. I mean, I've been counted out the majority of my career. You know, nothing's ever been given to me. Nothing's ever been handed to me. I've had to take my opportunities. I've had to take these fights and rise up to every every occasion. You know, obviously I've had some setbacks, but you know, for the most part, I've I've rose up to every occasion, and people are still counting me out. But and, and and like I said, this is not the first time.
0: What are they and, missing? Uh, people what? are
3: going to be surprised.
0: People why are why be surprised once again? Why are people counting you out? What are they missing? What are the odds makers not seeing right now?
3: I don't know. I think people have a, a a misconception of me because of of my past uh missing weight. People think uh, I I'm on discipline. People I you know, I don't look as chiseled and as muscular as the other fighters. I I feel that way. You know, that's why people write me off. And that's okay to me and I I'm not in here to be a uh a model or anything like that. I'm I'm here to fight and win fights and be world champion. When's and that, that that's how I feel. I, that, that's what I think.
0: When was the moment you first knew you could do this? You could fight for a living. Like I may be different from the other people around me. I, I can I can go somewhere with this.
3: Well, winning the ultimate fighter definitely gave me that confidence. You know what I mean? Uh it definitely gave me the the confidence, knowing like, man, I'm, I'm I guess I'm pretty good at at this fighting thing, you know. And and but before that, obviously, it was what I wanted to do. But when I won the Ultimate Fighter, it was like when when it really gave me the confidence to 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 really pursue this.
0: You got to go full circle and obviously coach the Ultimate Fighter opposite Whitaker. I know your interactions ultimately were limited coaching against him, but can you glean anything from that? Is, is there a look? Is there something he said? What can you pull from that experience that you can use in the cage?
3: Um, just that he's a competitor. Just that he's a competitor. He doesn't like losing. He's a competitor. Um, and that's all I took away. You know, he was very serious, um, and so was I. We didn't want to be around each other more than we had to. Uh, There was just this tension the whole time between him and I. You know, it was very respectful, very civilized. But there was this energy and this uh, tension between us the entire time. You know, we know we're going to end up facing each other. And he's got what I want. And he, you know, there's just, you can't help but have that tension.
0: Do you have to not like him to be at your best when you enter that cage?
3: Uh, no. No, I don't dislike Rob. You know, I think he's a great guy. I think he you know, he's a family man, he's everybody the, by the looks of it, he's he's a great family man, he's a hard worker, etcetera, et cetera. This is nothing personal towards Rob. You know, this is all business. He's got the only thing that makes it personal is, is, is he's got what I want, which is that belt.
0: Understandable here. When you look at the matchup from a tactical standpoint, what do you do better than Robert Whitaker?
3: You know, it's just little intangibles, little intangibles that that once you get in the cage with me, you 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 feel, you know, you feel how fast I am, you feel, um, uh, my hands how 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 hard they hit, um, uh, you feel my wrestling how strong I can grab. It's just little intangibles that not a lot of people know until uh, or realize until they get in the in the octagon with me.
0: How much do you expect the two Yoel Romero fights for Whitaker, which were you know, fight of the year contenders, incredible title bouts, but all, obviously it led to Robert being out uh, extended periods eight months and 11 months after each fight. How much can that potentially take out of a guy who really is right in his athletic prime right now entering this fight?
3: Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it, it does take a lot on the body. I mean, I had five fights in 18 months, and that took a, a toll on my body. And so after the Jacare fight, I took some time off, was able to heal up, and so... Um, it does take a toll. You know, I'm sure those wars with Yoel, uh took a toll on his body. But um, we've had some time to, 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 you know, to rest up and heal up. And I'm expecting the best Rob Whitaker there is. You know, we, we, we announced the fight seven months ago, and uh, I'm sure he's all healed up.
0: What's the biggest challenge when it comes to the idea of fighting on enemy turf in Australia here? I mean, I obviously, you're a professional. This will not be an issue. But what is the biggest challenge in doing this?
3: Uh, the freaking 20-hour plane ride over is the biggest <laughs> issue, I guess. <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, it just costs a lot of money to be over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been here two weeks, costing a lot of money. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I've been in this position before, where where I I go into somebody else's country, we f- I fight the countrymen, and 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 I beat them. You know what I mean? I've been to Brazil. I've been to China. Well, I didn't fight a Chinese in China, but you know, I traveled and fought all over the world. So this is this is nothing out of the ordinary for me. I I've been here two weeks. Um, you know, adjusting to the time change, adjusting to 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 Australia, so I I have no problem with it. I I think the pressure is actually on on Rob just because he, you know, people are expecting him to win. He's got his whole family here. Uh, He's got to deal with all that pressure, not me.
0: You look at that co-main event, Israel Adesanya may be the next big thing in the division versus the legend Anderson Silva. If you win on Saturday night and you're the new middleweight champion, you'll be facing the winner most likely. Who wins that fight on Saturday?
3: Oh my... that one's hard for me to pick. Just, just you know, both of them are so good. Both of them are so versatile. Um, every indication says that Israel will win. He's the future, is what everybody's saying. But Anderson Silva still Anderson Silva.
0: You know, uh, I I wouldn't count him out just yet. Very interesting. Forty three. But you mentioned it. He he is the legend for a reason. Hey, you used to go by the Legend Killer. Is that still an active nickname for you? I never
3: once called myself that. <laughs> What's the story with that? Um, I guess when I was, um, you know, when I fought Vitor, I fought Tim, I fought, um, who was this? And then I was going to fight uh, Anderson Silva. People were calling me that. But... I never once said I was of I was that.
0: <laughs> Do you need a nickname? Did you ever have one? What what's the deal with this?
3: Yeah, no, I I've never had a nickname. People people be calling me Meanie Kane, people call me uh Yeah. Different nicknames. But I, I've never once had called myself anything other than Kelvin Yastelum.
0: Alright, well you'll you'll be uh yeah, there'll be a partisan crowd here, obviously, supporting Whitaker and Melbourne when this fight happens. Do you care about the whole idea? Obviously, this isn't pro wrestling, but there. But when it comes to marketing the UFC, there's good guys, there's bad guys, there's heels and baby faces. Do you identify ever with the idea of being the heel, going in there, taking the booze coming at you, and, and, and in this case, coming out with that championship?
3: I mean, I don't see myself as a heel. I just think... Um they're cheering for their countrymen. I, I mean, I guess if, if you step out of that and you look, uh, from the outside in, I, I guess I could be looked at as uh, as the heel, but I don't, I don't think of myself as that. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, I'm coming in to ruin his plans. You know, I'm coming into his country and I'm going to ruin his plans. And, uh, but I don't really play into that. No, I'm not one of those guys that plays into that. Never have I. No.
0: I like the the way you turn that. You said come in to ruin his plans. Is there part of you that feels like the UFC's best laid plans is a Whitaker Adesanya fight?
3: Um, I'm not sure what the UFC plans, but I'm sure everybody would like to see that. You know, I'm sure the the UFC would promote that pretty greatly. So yeah. I, I see myself as somebody who ruins plans.
0: <laughs> before we let you go, we'll get back to your training here. You have a bail bondsman story. This is so intriguing to me. Before you came, became a fighter, you were, you know, UFC's version of Dog the Bounty Hunter. Here, what what do you got for us here? What was that like? That's insane.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting job. Um, I did that before I got on the Ultimate Fighter for about two and a half years. Um. You know it's a small town in Yuma, in Yuma, Arizona. It's a small town, so so nothing crazy happens. Um just the uh, the craziest thing I think uh one time was we rolled up on on these two brothers that were out um you know, we 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 bailed them out on on our bond. It was a high bond. It was like more than $50,000 bond. And so now they they skipped their court date, and so now the the judge issued a warrant out for their arrest uh, because they missed the court date, and so now there there's a warrant out. So now we have the right to go arrest these guys, and now these guys are on the run. And so somehow, some way, my boss was able to get a uh the w- the girlfriend of one of the brothers to come into the office and uh, basically set them up. Um, you know, the the plan was for her to drive up to a gas station while the two brothers were inside the car. She would go inside the gas station and pay, and um, we would roll up on them as soon as she got out of the car and into the, the gas station. And, you know, and then um, that's exactly what happened. You know what I mean? we I was I was one of the drivers. We had bulletproof vests on, we had gr- guns on on our hips. There was about three or four cars that rolled up on the on the vehicle of the brothers. And you know, these guys are, are are dangerous criminals, so you don't know what to expect, you don't know if they have knives, you don't know if they have guns. So we have our bulletproof vests, we have guns we have guns drawn and we're telling these guys to get out of the car, they're under arrest, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so, I mean, it felt like a drug bust. It was wow. funny because it felt like a drug bust, you know. Well, you know, got the heart pumping a little bit, the adrenaline pumping through the body a little bit. Because you don't know what to expect.
0: You got to have ice water in your veins. I mean, I, I have to assume you're more nervous for that than you are looking across at Robert Whitaker.
3: <laughs> well, that's life-threatening, life, life threatening, you know. And, and what we do is life-threatening, too. But it's a different kind of uh challenge that's for sure you know i don't get put in those kind of positions very often whereas in uh, in fighting i'm doing this every day
0: (laughs) absolutely hey man great chat with you thanks so much for sharing some old stories with us wish you luck 234 melbourne the middleweight championship of the world this guy's a live dog kelvin gastelum does not need a nickname best of luck to you man
3: thank you my man appreciate that
0: off right here spider and ask you this. I don't think I've ever seen you this happy. Ever. Ever. You're a happy guy. But I feel like the last few months, the interviews I've seen lately, you're glowing with happiness. What's going on here, Anderson? So I'm very happy, you know. I I'm very excited to to fight again,
2: you know, and uh, I'm working hard. I'm working hard for this fight. And I'm very excited and very happy to doing something special for my fans,
0: you know. That's uh, that's my, my, my goal now. When was the last time you felt you were in a fight that was this dangerous and felt this important? So, you know, all my fight
2: is dangerous and uh, i feel feeling the same. Happy and uh, I need to thank you, God, every single fight because... God gave me a great opportunity for come, coming here and training hard for four months, six months, and coming
0: here to do my best. That, I'm so happy. Was there anyone on your team or in your family that said, Anderson, you're 43, do you really want to fight the style bender? No, definitely not. Everybody gives me a lot of support, and I'm so
2: happy. You know, if this man happen uh the result, I'm happy because I'm I love my job, I love to fight and I I train a lot with it. I'm very lucky. And uh, wow, imagine me. The old fighters in this category is a beast. the a good fighter. And I'm forty three and I'm in year and fight the same level for these guys, I'm so happy.
0: That's great. Uh, I love to hear that. So we have to ask you: What do you see in Israel Adesanya that you can exploit? What gives you the confidence that you're ready to take on such a dangerous guy?
2: So you know is a great fighter. He's good. He's have a good skills. You know, I train hard. I train
0: hard for do my best. Let's go see. We didn't go inside the cage. How many more tricks do you have left, Anderson, that we haven't seen?
2: Ah, I have a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you have to uh, be more economical at this age, coming off of a long layoff, or have you felt just as young as ever during training camp? So, of
2: course, you need to uh using your mind and a good strategy, a lot of experience inside uh, the cage. It doesn't matter how old you, you are, you need to stay completely
0: focused. You know, it's not different for me. When you look at this fight, what's the, the major motivation for you? Is it that opportunity for a world title? What is getting you into the gym every day and keeping you excited and ready to go here? You know, the big
2: motivation for this fight is my heart, and I'm saying, yeah, I'm so lucky, you know, because I continue doing something special for my fans. That's my my great inspiration for staying here.
0: How have you been able to to stay so young at heart, to keep your body in such uh, amazing uh, condition where you don't look 43 at all by any means? Absolutely, that's the example I
2: try to pass for my fans and try to pass for any, in, anybody,
0: you know. All right, if you defeat Israel Adesanya, a fighter who has a style a lot like yours, what would it mean to you at this point?
2: So, in this
0: point in my life,
2: I'm very, it's the same I talk to you, I'm very lucky because these are always the young, He's a good fighter, have a great future in this sport, and I'm so happy, I'm so lucky for God give me one more chance for come back and do the special fight for myself.
0: Absolutely. I would love to figure out, Anderson, who you think is gonna win the main event on Saturday, Robert Whitaker versus Kelvin Gastelum, knowing that you could be facing the winner. Uh, wow.
2: This is a great fight. You know, I'm very excited for watching this fight.
0: But who wins, Anderson?
2: I don't know. That's, that's very difficult for Keith opinion, you know. These are two big guys, two big fighters. You know, let's go watch him. I believe in
0: this is an amazing show for anybody. Absolutely. Now, Anderson, if you win on Saturday, it adds another moment to a list of amazing, legendary moments in your career. And I have five favorite ones, and I would love if you could react. Tell me your favorite memory from these. I want to start at your UFC debut. Chris Lieben, 49 seconds. What's the What's the first thing you think of when you look back at that fight?
2: Wow. It's a great moment in my life, you know. Uh, I never... I never... And never think about how much uh, the people uh, love this fight. And uh, wow, I'm so happy, you know, because it's my first fight in UFC, my first good performance in UFC. I'm so, so, so happy when I remember this fight, you know. And when I people talking about this
0: fight, I'm so happy because that's the point to continue my legacy, you know. Were you nervous that night because it was your first UFC fight? No, no, I'm not nervous. I'm excited, but not nervous. Do you ever get nervous again, uh, as a professional? Uh
2: in this point in my career, you don't you don't think about that. You stay relaxed in training and do your best for your fans. You know, it's not about uh nervous or something
0: that. Just relaxed and happy. All right, Anderson. Take me to what I thought was your best performance. Rich Franklin, UFC 64. You win the championship for the first time. Is that, let's be honest, is that the best performance of your career? Wow. Rich is an
2: amazing guy. I'm very lucky uh, to give me the opportunity to fight uh, for the belt, you know? But uh, in my mind, my first fight in Japan for title belt in Choto is the best fight in my life. Uh, because it's the first time I am fight for the belt. And the first fight, I fight for my country.
0: Absolutely. The first world title. For sure, for sure. Please tell me about the front kick that knocked out Vitor Belfort. How long had you planned a strike like that for the right opportunity?
2: Uh, I trained it a lot this week. I trained this week for four months, you know, in a uh, special moment in my
0: life. Amazing, amazing. How about Forrest Griffin? You looked like a video game in that fight. Anderson, you were not human, not human at all that night. It was a virtuoso performance.
2: Wow! You know, I believe in the when you train hard, when you stay happy in your mind, you stay strong. You do everything inside the cage. It's a moment magic you have in your life, in your body, and inside the cage. You know.
0: In a fight like that, are you, do you feel like sometimes that you're not even making the decisions that they're just happening? You're just reacting to what you see in front of you. Well, I just just think about how much
2: force degree is the best fight in this category. Is fight for uh, the best guys in the category, and I try to use my mind for help me to attack. Uh, we're doing this perfect attack and finish the fight
0: fast, you know? Absolutely. The final memory I want to ask you about is the first win against Chael Sonnen. I have to ask you, Anderson, about your mental focus to be in a fight where you were losing it for so long and then save it at the end. How mentally tough do you need to be to do that? So, you know, you need to stay. In completely
2: focused, in complete, completely connection for your mind, you know? And you I need mean, to believe in yourself because when you go inside the cage, doesn't matter how much you're training, how much you call to help you, but inside the cage, it gives you a new. You. you need to take care about your mind, take care about your body, and stay
0: healthy and strong. And how much was your ribs hurting you that night, Anderson? Because when I found out that fact, it blows my mind that you're able to fight through a broken rib like that.
2: Wow, you know it was very tough because I remember i I can't breathe in this uh when I man, when I try to push, I can't breathe you know i' I know it's a stupid decision in my life, but uh you know. That's me. I'm a fighter, and I try to to working hard and do all my
3: my my energy when they go inside the cage. Hey, real quick, this is uh, another real you know interesting fact on that is you know that that Sunday that Sunday before that fight, we went to the hospital, and the doctors at the hospital did not want him to fight did not want to told me couldn't fight they had he had like three to four ribs that all the cartilage in between the ribs was like fractured and broke all all that stuff he he had trouble breathing so that week when we got back from the hospital he didn't even move around he laid in bed and until we left to go to oakland so he pretty much laid in bed from saturday all the way till till Tuesday until we got up uh, to go to to, to Oakland. So it definitely was uh, something that was pretty intense as far as the pain goes.
0: Anderson, I think that's why the fans love you so much, that no matter what, you're going to go out there and give your best. So I have to go back again once more to that question I asked you earlier. Do you have one more trick for your fans? On Saturday against Adesanya. One more amazing performance in you.
3: performance,
0: Oh, yeah, my brother.
2: Yes, absolutely. I'm very confident about this fight, you know. And uh, I have uh, my, my special uh, 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 skills, and uh, I have. Uh, my heart, and the more important, I stay completely focused for this fight. I'm so happy to be here again, you know, and I, I, sometimes i just looking back to my entire life inside USP and just say, oh my God, thank you again because I'm here, I'm fight again, and uh, God gives me a great opportunity to fight I'm here in Australia for my friends, and Let's go, let's go, and thank you,
0: God, for everything, and let's do it. Yes, he's back. Trust me, he's back. Anderson, great talking to you. Best of luck, sir. Always really a pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you, my brother. Thank you so much. Fired the hell up for this fight. You against the damn legend anderson silva i got off the horn with him about an hour ago i said look spider you sure you want to take this fight at 43 you got any tricks left up that sleeve are you of that same mindset here is he that that uh he might he might get the he might taste the sauce here he might not like it
4: um i mean initially he said no to the fight and i was a little bit disappointed because i felt like you know Maybe he doesn't have it anymore, but then he came back and said yes. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, okay, look at this. Like people keep giving him shit for being old, but no one, no one gives Robert Whitaker shit for beating up a 42 year old year old Romero twice. And he's yeah, they fought twice, ten rounds, and it was war, you know. So, but no one gives you know any of them any beef about it. But Silver is just a guy. Who's been bored? I feel in the last few fights, and I want to excite him again. So I'm glad he took this fight.
0: When you're going against a guy coming off of this kind of layoff, this age, obviously he's a, he's a different 43 year old than your average guy because we're talking about a legend. Is there part yeah. of you that's checking yourself so that you don't overlook him, that you don't you know fall prey to this and get in, fall into the spider web?
4: Hey, this hit my first rodeo, my man. This is my first rodeo, so. I've been doing this for a long time. I know how to. I know they tell you never overlook anyone or never, never, you know, never look past them. But they never tell you about how you should have put them on a pedestal. So he's just another human being. At the end of the day, he's just another guy who he bleeds if you, if you cut him. He cries if you if you hurt him. So yeah, I'm not I'm not looking past him and I'm not looking over him. I'm looking through him.
0: How do you sum up at this point in your career when you, you know, I made the mention on my podcast, this is the last time we'll probably ever see Adesanya not in a main event. I mean, you're about to take off if you are for real. If you're the guy that you look like you are, you're about to take off. What would it mean to get the rub from a guy like Anderson Silva?
4: Uh, For me, this means more to me than the title fight. You know, the title fight's already destined. It's already written in, in my history books, but, um, Yeah, I like, I know this is, I know what I'm destined for. I know what I'm supposed to do in this game, and I look forward to it. I look forward to this fight. This fight means more than, means way, way, way more to me than the title fight. So when I get, when I get in the cage with him, I really want to show off, and afterwards I can really just embrace, embrace the, uh, the feel of it.
0: How much fandom for you was there in, in in your way up watching Anderson Silva? I mean, your styles are s- similar in very specific ways, but, you know, were you a Spider super fan, uh, you know, uh, 10 years ago?
4: Oh, 100%. I still was at UFC 200. I didn't really care if it was fighting Cormio on, like, three days' notice. I was just like, I don't care. I've always been a stand-up spot for, for, for Spider-Man. So, yeah, I... Uh, it doesn't, like, now it's, it's, it's just at the end of it. Look, I fought guys who were close to me. I fought my friends before in tournaments and, like, knocked them out. So to fight this guy who I've never, ever met before, just because I looked up to him doesn't mean, like, I'm not going to give him these hands. I said it, just because I'm a fan doesn't mean you can't catch these
3: hands.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All right, give me, put on your analyst hat here. Break down what this main event's going to look like. Robert Whitaker, defending champion against Kelvin Gastelum.
4: I want Robert to win that fight. Uh, Kelvin's got a whole arsenal of weapons, you know, black belt in jiu-jitsu, I believe, uh, good wrestling. And his striking has gotten better and better every time he steps in the cage. Uh, same with Robert Whitaker, you know. He's been training with Craig Jones with his jiu-jitsu. He's, uh, he's a guy that, um, yeah, he's got really good offense. He, he might be lacking a little bit in the defense, but he, he, he can improve. He's a, he's a young kid. He's learning, so, yeah, Uh I want Robert to win that fight.
0: What would it, give us a taste of what it would mean for that side of the world, for Australia, for for New Zealand, to get a fight potentially? And I'm obviously not saying you're looking past Silva. I'm not saying he's looking past Gastelum. But if we get a fight like Whitaker Adesanya, two guys in their physical primers, one of the two could be next. Could really be the star of the sport. What would that mean for that side of the world?
4: I'll be huge, you know. It's just only gonna Everybody, regardless, it's always gonna rise in this part of the world. It's always gonna be on the up and up. But um, yeah, with the win like that, definitely gonna elevate the, the the profile of us, you know, the guys who are actually making moves in this game. And my my teammates as well, Kai, Shane Young, Dan Hangman, and a few others in the you know in in the works. They, they they've been helping us with this camp. It's gonna really inspire them to. You know, realize that, shit, we can really get this done. We can really, really get this done. So, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I, I, Let's just get through this fight first, you know. I'm really looking forward to this weekend.
0: Who's a bigger star right now in Australia in New Zealand? You?
4: Me. 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 Dude, look at the countdown itself on YouTube. Numbers don't lie. I'm sure, you yeah, know, look at it. Like, the countdown, the whole countdown show got a couple of hundred thousand views uh Robert Whitaker and Kelvin Gastelum's countdown a couple hundred thousand views my countdown is closing in on a million so I mean my countdown was silver I think it's, just, it's not just me it's me and him it's two great dance partners together two great dance partners together that it just feels like people want to people want to you know people want to watch this fight because they see what's happening they see the the feel of it to see how it's how it's playing out, and uh, yeah, they know what's up. The people know what's
0: up. Are you prepared, you if you win this fight for for what this does for you from a brand standpoint, from a fame standpoint, from a pressure standpoint? I mean, if we're talking about you becoming the next big thing, this is the launching point.
4: I'm not the next big thing. I'm right now. I'm Mr. Right Now. So yeah, it's already been happening. And this fight, once once I win this fight, it's going to be bigger than all the other UFC fights I've had put together and I'm just going to blow up. So yeah, I'm ready. I've been prepped for this for so long, you know? So yeah, this is like, this is just normal now. This is regular for me.
0: Wow. Wow. It's just real life. It's just, it's just tomorrow. It's, it's just Saturday night to you.
4: Yeah. hundred percent.
0: All right. All right. I'm down with that. Uh, How's this fight going to play out with Silva? We're going to see uh, an all-time great uh, striking affair. Someone going to bring it to the ground? What are your expectations?
4: I expect nothing. And with me, I'll advise you guys: expect the unexpected. With me, never expect anything from me. Only thing you can expect, one thing is only ever one thing you can you can always expect from me, and that's for me to bring my best and bring the fight. Anything else? Don't expect me to stand up. Don't expect me to take it to the ground. Don't expect anything because you. May disappoint yourself, but I always expect I'm gonna bring my best, and I can say one thing, I've never been in a boring fight in my life.
0: You plan on uh, rushing the cage after the main event, making a statement
2: um, I
4: don't know, I'll see what happens. I don't know how I'm gonna feel uh you know I'll see I might have just killed my legend, you know, so yeah, I'll see how I feel after the fight.
0: All right, take me back real quick u f c two thirty was there Cage side in New York, a spectacular performance against Derek Brunson. You did everything you said you would do. Is it getting easier? Is it getting easier than than you think it'd be? Because that was supposed to be the fight you were potentially tested, solved a little bit, and, and, it, and it looked like easy work yeah. for
4: you. It was light work, like I said after the fight. I walk in the garden, so uh yeah. Um I think it's just it's just another. This is just like, I'm getting used to this. And that's because I've been prepped for this for so long, for so long. So now I'm just like, okay, what next? But I still have to, you know, smell the roses, enjoy, enjoy what I'm doing. Look back at what I'm accomplishing. But yeah, it is, it's it's, it's getting easier and easier. I'm getting more comfortable. Just tell these guys, they got to beat me yesterday. If they want to beat me, they want to take me out do it yesterday because every single day I'm getting better.
0: Talk to me about the evolution of this mental strength because there's obviously something special about you that goes beyond flashy striking, goes beyond the ability to dazzle on the microphone. Why are you different? Why are you walking into these situations and you already know what's going to happen?
4: You just have to believe in yourself. And it's because, you know, I grew up, like in New Zealand, there's a culture of like, not just New Zealand, but worldwide, but heavily in New Zealand, there's a culture of like this tall puppy syndrome, You know, where people try and, like, you don't, if if you're good at something, you're not supposed to say it. You're not supposed to express it, how good you are, because, you know, it might make some other people feel bad or whatever. I don't know. I never really bought into that. I always felt, I always felt to me that, like, if you are good at something, say you're good at it, regardless of how anyone else might feel or how insecure they might feel. If someone can't handle the shine, you know, the, 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 the shine that's coming off you. Put their, they tell them to put their hater shades on, or get out the way while you do work. So yeah, for me, I'm just, honestly, I'm, I'm I'm just doing me. I'm just enjoying myself, and I've I've been prepping for this like every single aspect of the game, you know, like the highs, the lows, everything. I've I've seen a lot of people come into this game with high aspirations and then fall flat on their face, or you know, get caught up in the trap. And I, I can see now while I'm here, so far, how people can get caught up in this trap. But yeah, I'm just. I'm ready. All the variables, I'm ready.
0: What 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 are you most in this for? Is it is it to be a world champion? Is it to be the greatest ever? Is it to make a ton of money? What's, what's your motivation here?
4: Me my motivation for fighting, hmm. It always changes depending on when you ask me. But for me it's the belt is just part of it. It just it just it just goes with it. But um yeah, for me motivation would be right now to be Anson Silva. That's why I'm in this right now, in this moment, to be Anderson Silva, and that means more to me than the world title.
0: You have a favorite Anderson Silva moment?
4: Mm. <laughs> There's a few. There's a few. One I can off the top of my head was when he, when when he uh triangle chill on him because that fight, I had faith to the last. I had faith all the way to the last, last, last round. I didn't lose faith even while he was even while he was. um, you know, getting that's warped. I was always like, come on, Anderson, come on, Anderson. I was sitting there right in front of my TV, just just me alone, like watching this pay-per-view and just waiting, like he was going to do something crazy, and he did. And I dropped to my knees yelling, and I was so emotional. And, yeah, even right now talking about it, I get chills because I remember how I felt. So, yeah, uh, that's my favorite moment for Anderson Silva.
0: Uh, it's a crazy moment, especially when you consider the broken ribs he was fighting through and, and shouldn't have been, yeah. you know, which he admits now. I remember,
4: I, I remember, I was telling people, like, look, he had a broken rib. There's no way he could have let him choke, taken him down, and I was just standing him for so long, and no one would believe me. But yeah, it is what it is.
0: I mean he had that moment he had the moment late against Cormier of course with that kick to the body which which Daniel you know was revealed yes that hurt yes I I yes I wanted yeah. to get away from him from there I mean you're obvious I mean you know you're not overlooking him you know that 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 you can have a wily guy in front of you but uh what are you expecting physically though I mean can, can he can he look like the guy from the Biz Pink fight 3 years ago is that a a possibility has he faded from there how do you even know Ah, oh,
4: Anderson's Anderson. He's still sharp. He's still the guy that is with it. You can't sleep on him, you know? So, yeah, I stay ready. I stay woke.
0: Will you have the crowd on your side despite his legendary status? What was that? Which side? Where do you think the crowd will be leaning to?
4: I don't really care, to be honest. I think they're just fans of both of us. If you're a fan of Anderson, I mean, you can't not be a fan of me, but if you're not, I don't really care. I'm literally just going in there, minding my own business, I'm about to take your business.
0: Love it, love it. Alright, final question here. One year from now, alright? Take me there. Take me to February 6, 2020. What's Israel Adesanya's career already, looking
4: like? I've already defended the belt once.
0: Wow. Wow. Alright. Alright, hey. We're just along for this ride, Style Bender. I mean, you're, you're, you're setting the trends here. We're just, wild. we're, we're witnessing, alright?
4: Buckle up, buckle up, grab some popcorn. You'll enjoy it.
0: All right, man. Best of luck. Go get them.